If you feel like you're following someone that's really resonating with you at that season of your life, and you're finding that information really helpful, then that is going to be accurate for you. If you are following someone who's like, this doesn't work for me, I don't understand this, I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to lean in, I'm trying to like make sense of this, and it's just not working, that is not information that is working for you. And I would say that's kind of like the more woo-woo side of this. And I say that in that way because each and every astrologer has a different approach to astrology that is made for different types of people. Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's podcast, we are talking all about astrology and sex and how they tie together. We have special guest Lauren Degala, who is an astrologist and clarity consultant. She helps people unlock parts of themselves to live life on their own terms. After ditching her soul-crushing job as a strategic consultant for a Fortune 200 company, Lauren embarked on a journey back to herself. She used modalities such as meditation, journaling, rapid resolution therapy, and astrology. Lauren listened to the whispers of her soul and reinvented herself to reach her higher purpose and full potential. Since then, Lauren has worked with hundreds of people to unlock their full potential, uncork their magic, and unleash themselves from the hustle to find their ultimate purpose and flow. Lauren has been featured in Best Life, Well Plus Good, Bustle, and Coveture. I am so happy to have you on the podcast today to talk all things astrology. So before we jump into astrology and foreplay and my Mm -hmm. favorite topic, sex, I want to start with what is astrology? What is astrology? That is a great question. Actually, in my masterclass, I talk about the definition because many of us just think it's all about stupid memes on the internet or what characteristics we have. And I just, you know, Jordan, I could be on my soapbox forever about this, but I'm going to control myself here today. It is the study of planets in relationship to the different energies and the frequencies we have here on earth and how they influence different aspects of our life, whether that is growing crops in a field or whether that is the influence of different aspects of our personality or our lived experience. And so I think if <laughs> if you have other definitions, like it's a good idea to look those up, but it's a pretty straightforward approach. And I think it's easy to get it meddled and muddied regularly. So with astrology, we use like the planets, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to like human design, that is using mm-hmm. similar information, but gives us mm-hmm. a different type of mathematical output. So what is like the mathematical output with the planets in astrology? Like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a different mathematical calculation for how each planet in our solar system, including our moon travel each one. And I don't have that at the tip of my noggin apologies for that, but I will tell you that the planets, it goes based off the sun, right? Because that's the center of our solar system and all of the planets and the moons move around that. So as you go out within the solar system, each planet 
moves a little bit slower, Pluto being the slowest moving planet. So the planets that are closer to the sun that are moving faster, like Mercury, Jupiter, the Earth, those all have kind of a faster impact or a faster cycle time on our life. And the ones that are further out, Neptune, like I mentioned, Pluto, Uranus, those sorts of things, those take a longer cycle time to influence us. And so it's that's a really great question because not a lot of people think about that, but some things take a really long time, really not a long time to influence us or may not influence us as much depending on what planet we're talking about. And I obviously speaking in generalities here, but that's important to know as you're looking at your chart is that if you're reading something about Uranus or Neptune, like that's going to take a bit to get to you to turn around. For example, Saturn takes 28 to 30 years for it to make a full rotation within your chart, which is why it's not always necessarily influencing you. It is tied to the seven year itch and that there are some other things that are going on. But yeah, each one is a little bit different. Ooh, I love that. I've never had astrology explained in that way and really understood that it's based around like the planet movement. Where do you find accurate astrology information? Because like you said, you know, you see all of these memes and you see all this stuff on social media, but how do you actually find correct, good information? And for those of mm. our listeners who don't know their moon, sun, and rising signs, where do you find that at? Yeah. So, I mean, you can, I'll answer your first question first. So where do you find reliable astrology information? This is may sound like a little bit of a not accurate answer, but I am a true believer when it comes to astrology, that if you feel like you're following someone that's really resonating with you at that season of your life, and you're finding that information really helpful, then that is going to be accurate for you. If you are following someone who's like, this doesn't work for me, I don't understand this, I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to lean in, I'm trying to like make sense of this, and it's just not working, that is not information that is working for you. And I would say that's kind of like the more woo-woo side of this. And I say that in that way because each and every astrologer has a different approach to astrology that is made for different types of people. And I'm not going to throw any one astrologer under the bus because I do believe that most of us are well-intended out there trying to use this as a tool to better humanity. But I'm not going to say the same things as a lot of the people, for example, in my astrology class that now have different approaches to astrology than I do. So you need to find one that fits you. Mm, I love that. And I think that that's a really good point in that following your intuition, does it feel Mm. aligned to you? And do you feel connected? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I have recently been searching for a spiritual psychic, I guess is kind of like the right psychic medium. And Mm -hmm. I see multiple different people, but it's just following that draw, following that intuition towards somebody. And I think that's the same with a a lot of this stuff is that there are different ways to practice. Even when you look at like Western medicine, you could have 20 different family practice doctors in front of you, but each one of them practices a little bit different and finding who you feel most aligned and connected with is the most important part. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And so if you're wanting to lean into astrology, if you have that intuitive nudge to be like, Hey, this might mean something, or I I'm curious about this. It's really the, I'm curious about why this is so popular or why people really like this. And it's just not landing. Like, it's just like a OBGYN, like go find a different one, go figure out someone that like really lands with you so that you can have the right information that's going to serve your path. And I am huge on, you know, advocating in in the healthcare people who listen to the podcast know that if it doesn't feel right, keep searching, find somebody else, find somebody who will listen. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Okay. So back to the second half of the question, how do you learn your signs? I think most of us are familiar with our moon sign. Is that correct? Or our sun's Our sun sun sign. sign. Yeah. So, you know, your horoscope sign is your sun sign. And so if you are like, I'm a Capricorn, I believe you're like, what are your big three, Jordan? Give me the rundown one more time. I know we met in person. Yeah, I know that Scorpio sun and moon or just Scorpio sun. Just Scorpio sun, Taurus. And, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta go check. Let me find my co-star. That's like one of my favorite apps for helping Mm -hmm. me understand astrology. Cosmic cosmic insights. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Scorpio, Libra, Taurus. Scorpio, Libra, Moon, Taurus, Rising. Okay, great. So your sun sign is known as your external personality. It's why your horoscope sign like really resonates with you when you read it is because that's how you know yourself to the outside world right? So it's ruled by the sun. It's masculine energy. It's what you lead with. Your moon sign, you said yours is Libra. Your moon sign has to do with your internal dialogue, where your sun sign is your external dialogue. Your moon sign really helps you understand how you process emotions, how you regulate your nervous system, your unconscious thoughts. It's feminine energy. So it's that nurturing side, like what do I need and how do I need to be cared for when I'm feeling upset. And I think, you know, in the topic that we're here to discuss today, like, what do I need sexually? What do I need in order to connect with other people? And what does that energy look like? And how can my partner understand me through a different lens? We'll get to that, obviously, a little bit more through our conversation. And then your rising sign is really how you step into like the highest growth opportunity. I call it your cosmic growth edge where you're really stepping into your light and the parts of you that are here to really expand and step into that version of yourself that are helping you grow. So from a Scorpio perspective, like, and I think we joked about this when we met in person, I was like, yeah, because I was on my soapbox about all the memes. I was like, they all say Scorpios are sex addicts. And you're like, well, (laughs) I do have this podcast. And I was like, well, but that's not like, you're not a sex addict, right? So I think of this as frequencies, And the lower frequency of a Scorpio is someone who's like completely addicted to sex and doesn't know how to like function outside of that or understand intimate connection. And that's where I feel like astrology can really be helpful in helping you identify and connect at a different level, a different energetic frequency that's actually going to be super beneficial for you long-term. Now that Libra moon always, always is going to crave balance, harmony, There's always going to be a sense of duality, that yin and yang part of life. But generally speaking, like you see everyone's perspective. You may not be able to side with one person because you're like, I can see how everyone is processing this. Is that accurate? 
Yes, I can see a lot of different perspectives and understand (laughs) different views. Okay, so your Taurus rising, like I mentioned, is your cosmic growth edge. It's asking you to step into like an expanded part of you. It is normally already like inherently baked in in some way, like you're already using it today. But the type of astrology that I teach is really helping you to step into that higher frequency, especially with the rising sign. And so for you, that would be like, I have a very clear schedule. I'm really honoring my time. I really know what like luxury and comfort means to me. Is that something you're laughing? So please let us yes, in on the little secret on. of like where you are. Like, is that something you struggle with? So I yeah. don't say that I struggle with it. It's something that I have worked on understanding and changing mm-hmm. my lifestyle to accommodate that. Now that I've discovered yep. that I do need a pretty empty schedule. Yep. So that's the kind of like little aha, like validation moments that astrology can provide to you of just like, where am I at? What do I need? What does my next season of growth look like? And I'm super excited to dive into like how, what this looks like from a sexual frequency conversation. Cause I think it's a very, very powerful tool to understand your emotional needs and your connection needs just at a deeper, deeper level. Yeah. And I think that all of these tools, astrology, human design, I mean, there are millions of different tools out there to really understand ourselves better and Mm -hmm. take advantage of them to understand why we are the way we are. And it's not necessarily a behavior that I don't know how to, I can't even think of the right way to explain this, but when you use the word behavior, it's interesting because it puts us in the characteristic bucket of like, we're this sign and we're supposed to act this way, which I feel like really jacks with people's unconscious mind and tells them that they're supposed to be this way. But what we just discussed of having multiple aspects to our chart, even in understanding what's known as the big three, which is the sun, moon and rising, then we can understand the multidimensionality of ourselves and look at ourselves in a completely different way. That's no longer characteristic based, but more like frequency based. And how do I want to show up? How do I want to express this different energy that I have access to? Yes. And I think that that is so helpful when you understand that about yourself and you're able to have a different understanding about who you are and why you are kind of the way that you are. So Mm -hmm. getting into like the sexual side, how can astrology impact sexual compatibility with a partner? And how do we use this knowledge to enhance our sexual experiences? Are you ready to start understanding yourself better, learning and recognizing your patterns, and really develop a relationship with yourself? If this sounds like you, the Unleashing My Power, a women's empowerment and gratitude journal is for you. This journal was specifically curated for women just like you to help you take back your power and develop and go to the next level in life. My friend Danielle and I created this journal because of our own experiences and what we were looking for in a daily practice to improve our connection to self and really become connected with ourselves. This is 
game-changing and the feedback that we are getting from other women who have started using this journal is absolutely amazing. You can find it on Amazon or you can go to jordandonnell.com slash journal and it'll take you right there. I hope you enjoy. Be sure to go snag yours right away and leave me a review. Tell us what you think about it. Slide in the DMs. I know that your life will change when you start using this journal. Yeah, so I I think the moon sign of any sign is what every single human on this earth, and I know I sound a little bit dramatic, but should know about themselves. Because like I mentioned before, this is where, like, this is who you really are. This is the inside conversation that you're having all the time. And I think it's really important to understand that that internal dialogue is having a direct influence on your ability to connect with other people. And so we can talk through each sign here for a minute of like what it looks like to understand your different moon sign. But when you think about sexuality and I was just getting ready for this podcast, I was thinking like, well, I want to talk about frequency and make sure that like, we're really tuned into like having juicy, good, high vibe sex is like literally where manifestation in your life comes from, right? And having low vibe sex is one of those things where you like carry that other person's dense energy and it just fucks with you. Like it just gets under your skin and it's almost like you don't know what happened. You kind of get hit by a truck and you're like, I'm so confused. I'm left wanting more. I, you know, that was so unsatisfying. And so understanding that there's like a, there's a scale here energetically that we talk about around connection and that astrology can help us under, understand that connection to me is a little bit mind blowing. Like, I don't know about you, but to me, it's still a little bit mind blowing. It makes me think of soul ties in, you know, that our connections with people, that's just kind of mm-hmm. like the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that. Yeah. Like, are you talking about like karmic, karmic ties and like things that like connections you have to people or something different? Yes, exactly that. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's something that could be like looped into this whole conversation. But I just look at it as like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, are Libras and Capricorns, are they going to be compatible? Or are they compatible in bed? And I'm like, first of all, like, let's take this less from a compatibility standpoint, and more about like, what energy are you showing up in? What energy are they showing up in? And what energy is being exchanged? Because at the end of the day, that, in my opinion, is most important. I love that. And I think that that's where your your frequency and kind of like the high vibe, low vibe comes in is that are they acting up here or are mm-hmm. they maybe not in touch with that part of them and there may be a lower frequency? And how do we level up the frequency? Yeah. And so I think to start right? And we're going to talk about foreplay here over the course of our conversation, but like understanding what sex means to you from an internal perspective through that moon sign is really important, right? So for Libra, it's like, and I'm not trying, I want to know what feels accurate to you. But if I think about a Libra moon, like they want it to be aesthetically pleasing. Like, am I wearing beautiful lingerie? Is the mood like so 
like crafted in such a way that I'm like, this is a vibe. This feels like this turns me on. Accurate. Um, 1000% is <laughs> me. My erotic blueprint is since uh, sensual. And so mm-hmm. everything needs to be in place. You know, I want the candles. Right. I want the shower before, after, whatever. Yeah. I want the bath and like all of the pretty luxury. Well, there's the tourist mm-hmm. in me too, the luxury part. But yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it's actually, it's funny because Taurus rule, I mean, Venus rules both Taurus and Libra. So you are like all that lovey dovey energy, like all the way through and through, which is where that sensuality, pro- I don't know nothing about an erotic blueprint, but I will tell you that lovey connection is like paramount for you, sister. Wow, that's crazy. So let's get into like each of the different signs. And I will let you take the lead on this because I don't even know what order they go in or how you want to go about it. So give it to me. Well, let's do a little education from the top because the order is actually super important. Are you cool with that? Yes, let's go for it. Okay. So we just had spring equinox like three weeks ago around the 20th, 21st of March. That is the beginning of the astrological new year. It's the start of spring as we all know it, or most of us know it. And that starts airy season. And when I'm thinking about like foreplay and sexuality through the lens of like an Aries moon, not only are they super blunt and direct and like, this is what I want. And this is like, this is how I want it. But I just see that there's like a little bit of lustiness here that just is like, I don't give it like, I have the urge right now. And this is going down right now because they are like the action oriented moon. So let's move on to Taurus. Like we talked about Taurus a little bit again, through the moon sign of Taurus, someone who's like, they want a little bit of that foreplay and that extra effort put into the luxury. They probably want a little bit more touch up front of just like the back rub or the foot rub or the, like, I'm really getting into the mood. They love comfort. So anything that is going to like bring that extra level of almost like tactile sensuality is going to be really helpful for a Taurus moon. So let's move on to Gemini, the third zodiac sign. A Gemini moon probably needs to talk and like use communication as foreplay. And whether that's like sexy texts or a romance novel or like talking to their, you know, genius or being mentally stimulating, like that's going to be really important for someone that has a Gemini or really any air moon. Did you have a question? No, I am just, when you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, like how valuable this information is going to be for like the clients that I work with just to give them a little bit more insight. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's profound. Learning my moon sign was literally one of the most profound moments, like, and what it meant and how it showed up in my life. Like all these little signals turned on and I just can't even tell you. So when you look at it through like the how you want to connect sexually. Like I haven't done this before. I'm here giving you my interpretation, but I just, I adore this idea of not necessarily, like we said, sexual compatibility, but let's call it sexual enhancement. Cause truly 
that's what it is. Like you are enhancing your ability to connect with your partner. And through that, like the byproduct of that is amazing sexual connection. Yes. Yes. I love that. So cancer energy is the fourth zodiac sign. That's all based in the home. You know, cancers are known as like the mothers of the zodiac. There's a lot of healing that comes through cancer energy. And so for that, like a deep emotional connection is going to be more beneficial than something superficial. Again, when we talk about leaving people a little bit unsatisfied at the end or very unsatisfied, like not having that right emotional connection for cancer, super important. I could also see like something around their home needing to be very designated for any sort of sexual activity. So that could be a bathtub, that could be like a cat, you know, there's something that maybe arouses them a little bit more. We're moving into Leo. Love me some Leo. They are the tender heart of the Zodiac. They are ruled by the sun. So they are bright and can be a little bit dramatic. Also feisty in the bedroom. It can be super direct and like, give it to me. It can also be like dramatic. So those are the different scales of like what to expect with the Leo moon in the bedroom. But really they have no, they have no qualms about standing in their light when they're in their highest expression. They're like, here I am in all my glory, close or not. Like allowing people to like feel inspired by that is going to be really important. And then having a partner that like honors that part about them. If it's like, they're not shameless, then more power to them. And so really being able to connect with that side, I think is important. I thought long and hard about Virgo because to me, that's the one Virgo energy is very organized and very structured. And so it's almost like talk dirty to me in a nerdy way and come with a beautiful aesthetic because They want to connect both at a mental capacity as well as like a spatial connection. Virgo energy is ruled by Mercury, which Mercury rules the mind. So having that mind connection first is going to be key. And then having like a super modern-y kind of, I don't know, like modern love is what comes to mind, not necessarily the show, but just like a modern approach to sexuality would be what I would think of when I think of a Virgo moon. Moving on to Libra. So we covered you as a Libra moon, but I'll just cover it again. So ruled by Venus, again, like leads with love, leads with that connection, that sensuality really has to have that beautiful aesthetic, whether it's a lace, any sort of lace lingerie or any sort of foreplay that includes some, some beautiful, like orchestrated something like go for it. That's all I have to say is go for it. Scorpio energy. So here, let's talk about like, I'll step very briefly on my soapbox about Scorpio moon. So these are the lovers that like want the detail of like exactly what you need to be pleased because they want that deep soul connection and they want you to feel expressed and connected to at the highest evolution, right? Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to go with at a low vibe, they are sex addicts. They're taking what they can get and they're on their, you know, they're on their way. And so really like honoring that they have a whole connective side to them is really, really important. Moving on to Sagittarius, like they just want to have fun in the bedroom. Like 
whatever it's going to be. It could be a sex game. It could be a huge deal, like whatever it is that's going to allow them to have the most pleasure and the most fun. Sagittarian moons, 100% down. Capricorns. Now I am a Capricorn sun, so I know what a tough shtick we all get for being Capricorns and how we're addicted to work and all that bullshit. But in the bedroom, I would say they probably need a little bit of a plan. And I'm not saying they're like, at this time, I'm going to do this. And at this time, I'm going to do that. But a Capricorn moon that's looking to have like really great sex probably has thought through a little bit of like what connection means to them and has directly communicated that to their partner. Now, the other thing to think about Capricorns is they're always going to be a little bit risk adverse. So they might not on the first time around the world with you, like really allow their whole situation out into the wild. But I will tell you with the next couple of times you have intimate connection, you're going to see different sides of them because the more you get to know a Capricorn, the more they let that side out of themselves. Aquarius, like I just think of Aquarian energy, first of all, a lower vibration is someone who's super detached. So you're literally having sex with someone who's like, you don't feel anything. It's kind of like, pardon the brutality here, but it's kind of like fucking a wall. And you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Like I'm completely detached. But at a higher evolution, you're like, oh man, like they are in my mind. They are thinking my thoughts. They are one step ahead of me. They're like anticipating my every need. And like, it just gets juicier and juicier. And then we're rounding out the 12th Zodiac sign, which ends the astrological new year with Pisces energy. And they are like, they're the romantics of the Zodiac. So they want to show up and it's ruled by Neptune. So dreams and illusions and like all this beautiful, like soul connection element that comes in. And so they really want to get into that part of you that just is the best juiciest part and really connect at a soul level, but also like make it really memorable and really sensual and really sensitive because they feel so deeply and they want that for you just as they want that for them. Was that helpful? I kind of rattled that off really quickly. Yeah, no, that is so helpful. And I think that, you know, that gives us a great kind of general overview of each of the signs and how to better understand ourselves in our sexuality and in our sexual experiences Mm -hmm. based on our own astrology. How do we use this information you know, like as a Libra, like how do I use that information to better understand myself and then also communicate that? Like, do you have any tips? Do you recommend like knowing what your partner or partners are? Like, how do we utilize this to our full advantage? Yeah. So my whole approach to astrology is yes, this is a very powerful self-growth tool that can, like we've talked about already, like really give you a different lens to look at yourself and your life through. So if you're looking at yourself and your life through the lens of Libra, you're like, how much energy am I putting forth would be a really great question to find that balance. And is that effort like worth the squeeze? Or am I just doing this because it's some sort of control. Now I'm not speaking obviously directly about you, Jordan, but just in general, like 
where am I putting my effort? And is it actually like in alignment with who I desire to be and who I desire to become? And if the answer is like, I don't know, I'm not sure or no, I invite you to take a step back and look at how that is actually showing up in your life and how you want to express that part of it, a part of yourself, excuse me. And then your second question was about your partner. And so I actually think there's a lot of benefit in understanding how your partner ticks internally, because as someone who didn't really understand that side of themselves and always felt super sensitive and didn't really know why I would get so offended by people and their judgment of me or criticism of me. Like I was told at work one time, like you need to have a harder shell. And I was like, I've never had a harder, like two, actually I was told that twice, but this is just like a very surface level example of like, I didn't understand that about myself until I knew I had a Pisces moon. And I knew that the lowest expression of my Pisces moon was taking everything too personally and feeling it too deeply when it wasn't really meaningful. And so understanding that myself allows me to navigate that differently and understanding that my husband's moon sign, I think he's a Leo moon. It's in the eighth house ruled by Scorpio, which I teach everyone that there's more than actually one energy that goes with your sun and your moon sign. And knowing both is like, you you get double the fun. But understanding that like really helps you know how to connect with them and show up for them differently, especially when they're processing emotions and may not be aware of what's going on for themselves. You can hold space differently for them. Well, and I think that it just brings more awareness and understanding, yeah. even compassion for our partners and, and ourselves. Let's be honest. Like I Mm -hmm. personally have found that I have so much more compassion for myself as I Mm -hmm. learn more of these tools and understand myself this way. Yeah. A hundred percent. And kids too, right? So if you have children or family members, it's very interesting to watch how different signs have different currents through families. So you probably have a mom or a dad who has a similar sun or moon placement. And then you start seeing like these different energies that run through families. And you're like, oh my gosh, like we're really Virgo heavy or we're really Scorpio or Pisces heavy. And like that completely changes not only how you talk to your elders or your parents, but it also changes like how you parent your kids right? So it can be a multi-generational conversation really quickly that really can change a lot of things. Yeah. I love it. Do you have any like specific foreplay ideas that you would recommend for Mm. the different signs? Or do you feel like we kind of covered some of that? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So for foreplay, I'm going to keep it down to the elements, right? And I'm going to take it to, if you're a fire sign, like this has to do a lot with your desires and being really clear about your desires is always going to be really, really important and not being afraid to like be rejected if that's what's going to happen, but know that like clear communication is super important for earth signs, like they're always going to want to take a practical approach. And so foreplay for an earth sign is going to look like a little bit of practicality, a little bit of sensuality, and like really getting into that space that like feels delicious for them. 
air signs, like we talked about, like communication is foreplay. So anything that has to do with the mind, breath work, anything around the throat chakra, that's going to be really helpful at like you know, we talked about sexting a little bit. That would be an example of helping someone get in the mood is just through communication or breath work. And then water energy, that's all around that emotional body. So making like foreplay to me as a water moon would be like, you know, how are, how am I feeling? Am I in, what am I in tune with? How do I want to feel? And like really crafting my foreplay around that idea of getting into the mood by supporting my emotional health and how I'm feeling, how I want this experience to go for myself. Is that helpful? I'm curious. Yeah. With eye gazing, Mm -hmm. which of the different, what are those called? Signs? Not the signs. Zodiac signs? Earth, air, water. Oh, Oh, the elements. Eye gazing. That is an interesting question. I would say that that's still head. I would call that air energy personally, but it could also be water, like for sure. I could actually see it for everything, which is horrible, but also not. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, there is a lot of overlap, right? Like it's not necessarily cut yeah. and dry. Like, oh, you have an air sign. This is exactly what you need to do. No. Like it's not yeah. black and white. There is very much gray when it comes to all of this. And it comes back to, does that feel aligned for you? And exactly. listening to your own body and what your body needs, not just what we tell you. Exactly. Exactly. And so this is all about exploration, which is really what astrology is about, is exploring yourself through a different lens. And whether that's sexually whether that's through compatibility, you know, there are some people out there that are going to be like, I always am going to hate Gemini's or I always am going to hate Capricorn's. And I invite you to actually learn more about the different frequencies of the signs and see if your experience with them is actually like the lowest vibration of that sign. So if you find yourself hating a Gemini for no reason, I invite you to look at the different frequency of Gemini energy and really understand like, have you just met a whole bunch of low vibe Geminis or is there a possibility that this energy like could actually have really good impact on your life or your sexual experience? If you understood a little bit more about how that sign, you know, was intended. I I don't even want to say it that way, but like could express itself at a higher frequency because it is all about energy, right? Yeah. And I love that you, you brought that up that maybe we have just had not the greatest interactions with a particular sign and maybe they are Mm -hmm. on that lower frequency. And I think this goes back to like a huge conversation. I have a lot in my friends group that there's a topic of men, men aren't shit or women aren't shit or, you know, all of these things Mm -hmm. in it. If you're generalizing a group of let's say Scorpios, they're all overly sexualized you are mm-hmm. making a generalization and not actually taking the time to get to know individuals and you are missing out. And so I think that mm-hmm. I love that maybe you just have had some lower vibe or lower frequency interactions. And the more people that you get to know, you may have a different opinion. Right. And so I'll just call out two quick things there. Number one is you likely don't know their moon sign. Number one, like, and they might have a pretty prominent role in your life, meaning they're like a part, a, a current partner, a past partner, a parent or guardian figure, either for you or your partner. And so 
their ability to influence feels different to you. And what's getting mirrored back to you is actually bringing up parts of yourself that might need a little bit of extra love and attention. And your moon sign can definitely help pull the curtain back on that a little bit and be like, oh, am I having a bad experience? Because what's being projected back to me is actually some shit that I have to clean up. And if that's the case, like that's an invitation to do a little bit of work and not have to feel that way going forward. Yes. Yes. I love that. This has been so informational and I really appreciate you sitting down with me, Lauren, to talk all about how astrology also impacts our sexuality and our sexual experiences and pleasure. If the listeners take one thing away from today's conversation, what would you want it to be? Ooh, that's really good. That you get to have like higher vibe sex than you think you do. Like it gets to be really good and delicious and exactly on your terms and understanding your energetic connection to someone else can be mind blowing at helping you set like what your boundary is around your sexual experience. Mm, Yes. And where can the listeners find you at? They can find me on Instagram and TikTok at lauren.degolia and they can find me at laurendegolia.com. Beautiful. And we will have all of that in the show notes. So thank you again, Lauren. I really appreciate you. Thank you. For sure. I appreciate you too, Jordan. It was so fantastic meeting you a couple of weeks ago. And again today, like, thank you for sharing this space with me. Yes, absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Intimacy Coaching by Jordan Donnell. Have you ever desired more from your sex life or feel like you're having good sex, but curious about how to make it even better? Are you desiring a deeper intimate connection with yourself? Or maybe you are dealing with desire and arousal concerns or struggling with communicating your desires with your partner. If you're hearing this and thinking, hmm, that might be me and you're curious to learn a bit more, let's chat. I would love to talk with you more to see if working with me is a good fit for you. To learn more about intimacy coaching with Jordan Donnell, go to coaching.jordandonnell.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.